This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network. Hello and welcome to Game Bet and Match, the tennis podcast brought to you in association with Bet Rivers. Your hometown sportsbook. I'm Nigel Seeley, and it is the big one. The tournament we waited all year for. It's the Wimbledon Championship. And I'm delighted to say, joining me yet again to go through. It's after a couple of weeks away. We've both been traveling the world all across Europe, mm-hmm. but I'm delighted to say, joining me back for the big tournament of the year is tennis betting journalist Sean Calvert. Sean, how are you, my friend? Yeah, I'm all right. Thanks. Had a quite a quite a nice week in Mallorca. Would have been nice actually if if Cressy had have um, managed to win in Eastbourne. 33 to one shot last week's lost in a Final set tie break uh, today against um, against Fritz, but yeah, each way bet on that one. So we're uh, pretty happy and um, nice week in the sun in Mallorca. Yeah, not bad. Well, listen, we can't look backwards. We can only look forwards, and we're delighted to say this week is obviously the big one. It's a big tournament for us. We're obviously British. We're obviously English, and uh, the game, the Wimbledon Championship, is the big tournament for us. For myself, yeah. I was born in Wimbledon. I lived in Wimbledon. I never played in Wimbledon, uh, but uh, I played I tennis in Wimbledon, but not, not, not on centre court. But uh, this is the big tournament. This is the one that uh, everyone wants to win. It's the one that we all get excited about. It's the it's the only tournament that my mum watches, and she messages me, uh, and I've been betting on tennis for almost <laughs> 30 years now, and she messages me, tells me all the players she wins. This young this young Spanish kid, this Rafael guy, he, he, he's got a future in him. He's already won eight Grand Slams, but uh, she, everyone's got an opinion. But this is the one that uh, we, we come out. And it's always one that we always do very well on. You know, I know I followed you over the years and uh, and myself as well. It's the tournament I look forward to and the one that we really work hard on. Um, this year, obviously, it's, it's got a little bit of clouds in it. And there's no Medvedev. You know, the, the Russian, the Belarusian players can't play. But um, yeah. we've got an overwhelming favourite in the tournament in Novak Djokovic. We've got an overwhelming favourite in the women's tournament as well in, in Shriantec. Um, But if you look at the betting... Bet Rivers will tell you that it's, it's going to be between the top players. I'm not so sure. Well, it, it normally is, isn't it? I think I think the last time that one of the someone else that wasn't one of the big four, if we say in Federer, Murray, Djokovic, and Nadal, last time someone won it that wasn't one of those players is 2002 um, when Leighton Hewitt won it. So it's been won every single year by one of those guys. Uh, so if someone else is going to win, it's going to be a bit of a shock. We've had, we've had some big price finals, haven't we? The likes of sort of Kevin Anderson um, in there over the years, but it's it's been absolutely dominated by the big the, what we used to call the big four. Um, there's only really sort of two and a bit of them left now, isn't there? Um, so yeah, it's it's not it's not been a great tournament for sort of outright big price, has it? Most of the, as I said, it's, it's always been won by one of the top top two, three, four. Uh, in the markets, but um, yeah, you got to look. If you look at each way value, it, it is often there in the um, in the men's singles and the and the women's. I mean, we had some great bets over the years, didn't we? In the women's, I remember when you and I had that Bartley against was it Flipkins semi final? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, thousands to one, Flipkins, thousands to one. Yeah. That will be on my tombstone. I think it'll be on my great. He Nigel bet Flipkins at thousand to one, got beat in the final. 
I got a semi final. Sorry, yeah, my 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 six hundred and eighty to one shot coming, didn't it, Bartley? <laughs> yeah. um, so yeah, it, it it can happen, but in the men's, it's, it has it has been won, as I said, by by one of the big four. So someone's going to have to work very hard to kind of wrestle that trophy out of their hands. Well, we we've, we've spoken on this podcast in the build up to Wimbledon, and we've said that it's a tournament that you know, there, there could be a potential of an upset. And I think there is. I mean, if you look mm. at Novak Djokovic, for example, he's the tournament favourite, rightly so. He's, you know, he's the, he's the man to beat on, on this surface. There's no Medvedev and, and there's no uh, Federer, obviously. Novak Djokovic is coming in at minus 125 with Bet Rivers. Now, mm. this time last year, he was the Australian Open champion. He was the French Open champion. And he, he was starting at plus 125. Mm-hmm. Minus one twenty-five. I mean, I mean, it's a very, very low price. Just one thing we will we'll, we'll come on to. I think the draw is very important. Obviously, as we, we highlight every week in this show, but the top yeah. half is a lot weak. Is, is a lot weaker than the bottom half. The bottom half to me seems yeah. a lot, lot loaded. So you can see why Novak Djokovic is the favourite. But minus one twenty-five. I mean, which I couldn't bet him at minus one twenty-five. No, I mean, I think I think the bookies are looking at that and saying, well, who's going to beat him? Um, you know, particularly from that top half, like you said, it's it's, it's kind of a weakish half, isn't it? All the, all the the big price ones that that I've highlighted in in recent weeks, like your Taylor Fritzes and your Demenors and, and people like Chilich and all these guys, they're all in the bottom half. Um, I mean, yeah, it's it's quite likely that the only person that can beat Djokovic is Nadal. I mean, that the, the statistics say that. Um, I, I, I don't know whether you can think of someone else that is likely to beat him. I can't see Berrettini beating him in, in a final. The only person I can see who beat him is, is Nadal. And obviously the big question mark over Rafa is his fitness. But, you know, he, he seems he seems fine. Um, so I presume the, the bookies are putting him Djokovic in the final already, aren't they? And that's that's basically what they're doing. So, but yeah, very, very short. I mean, I, I certainly couldn't back him. But, you know, there are plenty of people that will, I should think. Well, yeah, he's going to be very popular handle with uh, Bet Rivers. Let's look, let's look at the, the tournament as an outright at the moment. Novak Djokovic, obviously, yeah. minus 125, which I think is ridiculously low. Uh, no, you know, you know, as I said when we spoke just, just a minute ago, I said you know, one plus one twenty-five coming as a two-time Grand Slam. He's a beaten quarter finalist in in the French Open. Uh, he didn't play in the Australian Open. There's been fitness doubts about minus one twenty-five. He could very well go on to win it, but a minus one twenty-five, it's not a price I would want to bet. Second no. favorite, Berrettini, five to one. I mean, given his draw. Given what he, he's got to beat Nadal, he's got to beat uh, he's going to beat Nadal, he's got to beat Djokovic, and he's got to beat some really really tough opponents. Sits the pass as well as in his quarter. I mean, mm. that is just you know, this is a man that last year got to the final. I know you on a on a on a on a on a future ticket at fifties. He's now five yeah. to one. Yeah, it's because he's won everything, isn't it? On grass, he's uh, you know, I think he's won 32, 32 of his thirty eight matches on grass. I think off the top of my head, um, obviously two time Queens winner, Stuttgart winner. Um, very difficult player to, to to knock off his perch at grass. Other than the elite, you know, the, the elite he's not been able to beat the elite players, has he? Um, so I mean, there's obvious, there's obvious weakness in Berrettini's game, isn't there? The, the backhand isn't isn't fabulous, but there aren't that many players that can can get to it and, and isolate it. Obviously, Djokovic is one of them. But yeah, he's too short for me. Fifty to one last year. He started, I think, around about twelve to one, if I remember rightly, last year. Um, but it just shows you this, this, it's the, the, lack, the lack of the Zverevs and, and the, the Medvedevs and all these guys um, that, that are out. It's, it's, it's it, the, the market. You're looking around and saying, "Well, who, who who's going to beat him on grass?" Well, probably Djokovic uh, is the answer to that. I mean, I, I certainly couldn't bet him at that at that price. I think there are much better options in that in that bottom half of the draw in, in terms of 
pure betting value than, than Berrettini, certainly at that price. Well, this is this comes on to the next person in the betting. Rafael Nadal, obviously, he's coming in in exactly the same position as Novak Djokovic was, was last year, bidding for a, a Grand Slam, two majors under his belt. He's six yeah. to one, Berrettini five to one. Now, if the two of those played in a Wimbledon semi final, how can Berrettini possibly be favourite? I just I don't see how Berrettini could be favourite in a, in a Wimbledon semi final if they're the bottom half. I would I would see Nadal at minus mm. one twenty. I just don't see how he can be. The underdog in that game, given his, think, given his experience and knowing how he can win tournaments, yeah. majors. I think this is just about the injury. I think the status, you know, the unknown status of Nadal is similar to how it was in the. You know, we we look back on that, and he was four to one or whatever it was, and we think, well, wow, you know, four to one. I, th- I think that's. I think there's just that element of doubt, isn't there? That's why he's he's a bigger price. Like you say, if if it was a head to head match in the semi final at Wimbledon. I think Nadal would be favourite. The other thing you've got to bear in mind about Wimbledon, I've, I've talked about Berrettini winning these tournaments on grass. Wimbledon's a lot slower than, than some of these tournaments. Um, in Stuttgart this year, where Berrettini he won, didn't he, in Stuttgart, it's, there was 88% holds of serve in Stuttgart and 69% of the matches featured a tiebreak. Um, Wimbledon, the last two years, only been 81% holds last year and the previous edition. And it's, it's not been above 85% since like at least 15 years ago. The grass is slower. It has been for, for, for many, many years. And that, that for me, is one reason why Djokovic is, has done so well, you know, because it's not, it's not that lightning quick grass that people used to talk about years ago. And that, that doesn't help Berrettini. That, that helps the Djokovic's and the Dahls. You know, it's not coming at them quite as quickly as it would in places like Stuttgart, Haller. Haller was 86% holds this year. Even Ros Marlon was 85% holds. Wimbledon, last two years, 81%. It's 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 just a lot slower. Kyrgios was moaning as he does last year. Shock, shock, horror. Shock. <laughs> Kyrgios, man, I can't believe it, Sean. Saying, saying, oh, it's so slow. It's so slow. It's, this isn't grass. This isn't grass court tennis. It's so slow. And he's right to a certain extent. It's Wimbledon's way, way slower. So you've got to bear that in mind. Um, Berrettini's won tournaments where it's quicker than 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 it's going to be this week. Eastbourne just finished eighty-two percent holds. That's about the same as Wimbledon. And Eastbourne, for me, is quite similar conditions to, to Wimbledon. So it's a little bit slower. So that's something you've got to bear in mind, I think, as well, when he's thinking about Berrettini. Well, I, I thought about Berrettini and I thought, five to one, no thank you. Not well, for me at all. I mean, he could, quite, make the, he could be five. He, if he got to the final and played Djokovic, he's, what is he, five to Four two? To one? Yes. Yeah, three, well, three to one. You know, it's just, it's yeah. absolutely no value at all in Berrettini. No. I know he's, he's, he's a public support and he's a second favourite on his form, but uh, given the court conditions, as you say. The other thing, before we go into the other contenders in the men's market, obviously we've spoken about uh, the, the court conditions and the weather. You know, you've highlighted on this podcast so many times about the importance of the weather. The weather yeah. at Wimbledon is, is a bit iffy, isn't it, for the next week? It's on and off. It's going to be a bit of rain. It's going to be, it's Wimbledon week, so it's going to be rainy. Um, you know, what, what do you think about the weather conditions? And obviously, with the roof as well. Obviously, how what what players will, will be suited, and what player in you know, a Berrettini would be suited by those kind of conditions? Well, if it, if it rains a lot, it, it just helps the top players, doesn't it? Because they're the ones that are going to be on that closed roof. Um, you know, the outside guys aren't going to, they're not going to get onto that course because the Djokovic's and the Dahls will be okay. The conditions do change a little bit. It's it's kind of up, up for debate. A lot of people have different differing views on this um, because it, it's not the same. The roof closing at, at Wimbledon is not the same as it closing in Australia and, and Paris. It's, there's, there's differences to humidity, all that stuff. The one thing that you can say it, it does do, it enables players that go for the shots like, like Federer, 
who always seem to do well under the roof because there's no there's no there's no sun in your eyes there's no wind it it, it te technically it would would make the it would, it would be better for the shop maker because they've got those those weather conditions don't come into play um I don't think the weather forecast looks that bad. I mean, sometimes at Wimbledon, it's been it's been days on end, hasn't it, when we're just sitting there waiting for play. You know, in the old days when Cliff Richard used to come out and <laughs> do his singing. But I don't, obviously, those days are gone now. But, it, you know, if, if it does rain, and the only player that plays is the Djokovic's and the Dahls and the top two or three or four seeds, you know, they get extra rest, don't they, while the other guys are waiting to play. So little things like that, it does, it does make a slight difference. I don't think the roof makes a... Massive amount of difference to, to playing conditions, to be honest, other than what I just said. As a kid, I used to live about literally two and a half miles from Wimbledon Tennis Court, and I went about three times. And I think I saw more of Cliff Richard than I did of John McEnroe when I took it. So that that, that shows you what the weather forecast. Sorry, it always used to rain at Wimbledon when I was oh. a kid, perennially waiting for the rain to stop. But the final was always boiling the final was always yeah. my birthday is always the, is the first week of Wimbledon it's my birthday's on Tuesday so it was always like a, a thing to go to the to the, to the first week and it, it I used to really really fancy a tennis player called um Carleen Bassett Seguso oh yeah she, she was absolutely she was like my pin-up girl she was absolutely fantastic and I remember going to watch her I, I, I looked around I was about 1921 so sort of 1920 at that kind of age. And I went out to an outside court. She was on court number seven or something like that. And I, and I, and I waited to watch her play. And the um, there was a, there was a game on it. It was like 5-4, um, some mixed doubles game or something. It was 5-4. And I thought, oh, I've got a great seat to watch Carleen Bassett Seguso. And uh, they got broken on 5-4, went into the th final set, uh, went on to like a tie break in the final set. And as she was coming on court, the heavens opened. Started and it rain. rained. It was rained off of that. I never got to see Carly Bassett Sagusa. So if you, well, if you, you want were, to Google her, I remember it. So, I remember you. You were too late though because she married the doubles player. Obviously, Ken yeah, Sagusa, Rob, didn't she? yeah. Was yeah. she Carly Bassett then, or was she married? I think Carly? she was Carly Bassett. I think I wanted to be Carly Bassett Seely, but she, she, I never got the chance to to, to watch her play. But are we and we 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 digress. Let's go on to the uh, the men's draw again. And obviously, we, we're yeah. working down the order. We've spoken about Nadal. We've spoken about Berrettini. We've spoken about Djokovic. And the next in the line uh, with Bet River is, is Hubert Hercas. Now, I, I, I mentioned him uh, a couple of weeks yeah. ago when we spoke about at 33 to 1. I actually bet him at 33 to 1. He's yeah. now 11 to 1. Of all the leading contenders, this guy has been given, I feel, the, the perfect draw. I love the play on him to win uh, quarter number two. Uh, Bet Rivers are yeah. very low on that. I think they're plus 140. But yeah. Hercas, for me, semi finalist last year, uh, just a, a recent winner on grass coming into some great form as one yeah. of the Masters Series event. I think out of all the leading contenders, this this lad could could shock. Yeah, I mean, I think I said at the time, 33 to 1, that's that's a fair bet. Um, 11 to 1, I don't think it is, to be honest. I no. can't. That's too short for me. And the problem I have with Hercash is he just doesn't break serve enough. He's, he's on 13% breaks of serve on grass, which he, he holds 90% of the time. Only breaks thirteen percent of the time, so he's going to have to rely an awful lot on on tie breaks. Um, you're right; he does look he does look the favourite for Q2, definitely. Um, he, he's the outstanding candidate to win Q2. He might he might I think the, the first round might be a tester for him. You know, Davidovich Fakina, former Wimbledon junior champion, beat Domino already this grass court um, swing. He was lucky last week in Eastbourne; he fell over and um, uh, I was looking at it in play, actually. It was something like a set and 4-1 up against Pedro Martinez. And Martinez was 100-1 in play. I just thought, 100-1. Oh, 
And I, looked, I thought, no, nah, he's never going. And 10 minutes later, I looked back and he'd won by retirement. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I would have got paid on that, but I didn't put the bet down. But um, yeah, Davidovich, I think I think he might test Hercatch. I think if, if you're going to get Hercatch beat, I think it's it's early. I think it's in round one, round two, when it's, the courts are slippier, lower bouncing. I, I can't, once he gets into the tournament, I think you're right. I think he'll probably make the semi-finals once he's got past those those early rounds. But I think Davidovich will be a test for him. I mean, I couldn't back him at 11 to 1. He's, I, I can't see him beating Djokovic in the semi final. I really can't. It just doesn't break serve enough. Well, we're, we're, we're hoping that we're, we're, we're thinking that Djokovic will get to the semi finals. I mean, you know, if mm. he gets to the semi finals, he's, he's, he's going to be a bit overwhelming favour. But, yeah. you know, he's, he hasn't played a grass court competitive game in, coming into it. I know he doesn't usually play. Doesn't these, usually, does he? Yeah, I know. But um, given the year, the season he's had, Mm. You, know, you, you could get him beat at minus one twenty five. I, I looked at Hercas. I've actually bet him to win that quarter. I, I, I got two to one. Uh, bet Rivers of yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, yeah, much more cautious. I do, I do take your point in the first round because we saw already in his first grass court tournament this season he got beaten the first round. Then next one he when he, he goes and wins it and he beats some good players as well on it. I, I think that he's if he can get into his stride, I think he's the one who could sort of progress in the in the in that. And in that section, that second quarter is yeah. very, very easy. But, you know, you 11 to in, 1 is too short. I think it's 11 to – yeah, 11 is too short. I, I think he's the one that you, you're looking at that draw and thinking, yeah, he's probably going to be he's probably going to be the guy that Djokovic would play in the semi-final, obviously, if, if Djokovic gets there. Um, but, yeah, the other, thing, the other thing we didn't quite mention about the conditions, that they do tend to they do tend to be a little bit different the first week. Obviously, that grass is in pristine condition, isn't it? Um, lovely and lush and green and, and slick and low-bouncing. So – and it, it's it's caught out players in the past, particularly tall guys that, whose movement isn't the best. Like Isner, he he lost last year to Yoshihito Nishioka in the first round. You know, you wouldn't you wouldn't think that Isner would lose to Nishioka on a grass court, would you? But he did. And it, it, these tall guys sometimes do struggle in the first round. So yeah, I wouldn't be putting too much money on these guys at, at odds, long odds on in the first match. Once they've got into it, yeah, fine. It bounces higher. Um, second week, it's the conditions are slightly different, but you, you got to be you got to be careful. The first the first match, very slick conditions, low bouncing. Some of the tall guys don't like it, so I don't think that's going to be an easy first match for her caps. I really don't. I think Davidovich is going to be competitive there. Hundred percent. He's had a fantastic clay court season, and if he can bring that sort of form he showed as a junior into Wimbledon, he's going to be a test. But I. I feel that Hercast will get through, and I think if he does do. get through, you know, I, do. I, I like him to win that second quarter. I, you know, Bet Rivers are really, really, really keen on Hercast. I don't know if it's to do with Handel or whether the the odds compilers have got an opinion that he's the man that they they're wary of, but they're very, very low. But um, I think no one else in it is that this. It's, it's, it's the easiest section in the whole draw. That quarter. I'm looking uh, at it here, and there's like Opelka can't play on grass. Sinori Sinner hasn't won a match on grass in his life. Um, Isner's no good really on grass, uh, although he should be. I mean, Alcaraz is in there, you know, isn't he? Um, I think so. It's it's not. It's 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 you know, it's a it's a section that Hercash should win. Yeah, I'm just saying, be slightly care, slightly cautious in the in the first round. Maybe have a little bit of a hedge on uh, on the, the first round and and bet Hercash to win the the quarter as well. Maybe, He's definitely maybe. the favourite. He should win it. Yeah, he, he should win that quarter. Yeah. Let, we, so the next person in the betting is Carlos Alcaraz, and he's fifteen uh, plus fifteen, so fourteen to one with Bet Rivers. Um, yeah. This guy's only ever won once on 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 grass in his whole career. Yeah. Uh, the expectation, the expectation on him to to do well at the French Open, he didn't deliver. 
Um, he's going to he's going to win majors. There's no doubt about it. But is he a future Wimbledon champion? I'm not so sure. Fifteen to one. What do you think about that? Uh, he's probably a future Wimbledon champion, but how many years in the future? I, I couldn't say. I mean, it's it's so difficult, isn't it, to win the French and, and Wimbledon back to back? So few people do it. You know, Djokovic did it last year. Nadal did it 2010, I think, off the top of my head. It was a long time ago. Um, that's the problem Alcaraz is going to have. If you're if you're if you're thinking about him as a future Wimbledon winner, he's he, he's going to be playing a lot during the clay season, very much like Nadal did. Uh, still does. Um, Obviously, there's obviously big question marks over Alcaraz isn't the wrong grass. He's only he played four times on Wimbledon juniors, twice last year in the seniors. Hasn't played a warm up match to, to my knowledge. Certainly didn't play any tournaments. Hasn't played at all since the French Open. Probably needed a rest after that long clay season. Um, all the ups and downs and the emotions and everything else. He's you know he's a young young guy. Um, I think it's a bit weird that he's not played at least one warm up tournament though. I mean, I, I can't see him. I can't see him doing. I mean, I could actually see him losing to Struff or getting seriously tested by Struff in the mm. first round. Um, definitely couldn't back him at fourteen to one. No, not. I'd be, I'd be amazed if he won it at fourteen to one. I mean, I, I just don't see it. No, we're going to come on to the uh, the match betting in a minute, and Struff is very much on my radar as well to beat uh, Alcaraz. Just go through the next leading contenders: Orge yeah. Aliassim is eighteen to one, Marian yeah. Cilic in the bottom half twenty five, Sitsipas who just won a, a grass court tournament today, he's twenty five to one, Kyrgios is twenty five to one, and Andy Murray sixty six to one. Now, um, I know someone who's a, a, who works closely with Andy Murray he's a conditioner, he's a fitness. He said he's he's never seen him fitter. Uh, since he's come back from his injury. So he, he's not going to win it, but he could go deep, I think, this year. Um, but a little bit further down, there's a couple of players that we've mentioned uh, on this show uh, who, who you potentially like. You know, you've got Taylor Fritz, 100 to 1. He's a player yeah. that we've mentioned very much. He's just come on the back of a... I know not, not good for you that he just won the, uh, the mm. tournament uh, uh, today. It in could, be good. could be good in a week or two's time, but not today. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> of that sort of... People behind that, that sort of them prices at the lower level yeah. prices. You know, you look at somebody who can go deep, maybe can do one and a quarter, somebody who could um, really shock, or you you may be able to get to the semi finals or the quarter finals. You may be in a hedging position. Uh, who, who's on your radar in that section? Well, the, the two that I mentioned a few weeks ago, Fritz and, and Deminor, they're, they're still quite high up in my thinking, really. Fritz is the obvious one um, to me, 100 to 1. I, I just I don't really get that price. You know, he's won Indian Wells, this guy. Um, he didn't play particularly well in the clay, but he had a, he had a foot injury. And he's only just, and he didn't play well in the first week or two of the grass season. But now he's he's fit. He's had quite a few matches. Didn't get. I don't think he. Locked, I don't think he dropped his serve in Eastbourne all week. Um, you know, won the Eastbourne title there. I think hundred to one is still. I mean, I've got him at several different prices, as we mentioned weeks ago. Um, but I think that's still a good price. If if if, if we're saying that potentially Nadal isn't isn't fit, um, then that that. That bottom half of the draw could be quite open. I think Fritz has got every chance, hundred to one, playing like he is. He's got the you know you don't win Indian Wells if you're not a great player, and you know it's one of the, the arguably the fifth biggest tournament in the world. So he's got the confidence of winning that. Yeah, every chance Fritz. Another one is Deminor, uh, who I think could potentially trouble Berrettini if if, if Wimbledon plays as slow as it has the last couple of years. You know, eighty-one percent holes. You know, he, he might have a chance. Two hundred to one, I think he is or thereabouts. Um, Tillich is probably the value's probably gone a bit on him now. If you're saying 25 to one, I, I don't think I'd back him at that price, but um, 
I've got 50 to 1 on Chilich, yeah, but I, need, I wanted him that top half of the draw. That bottom half of the draw has put me off massively. I don't think the draw has been kind to him at all. Well, he's, got the, he's in the Dahl section, isn't he? Yeah. Um, again, you're probably relying on the Dahl being injured. If, if he brings that level to Wimbledon that he brought to, to, to Roland Garros, then yeah, it's, it's quite possible, isn't it? Um, the 50 to 1, I'm happy with the 50 to 1 that I got on him several weeks ago. I won't back him at 25s, but these guys that. They're, they're the ones that I'm, I'm sort of thinking about that are high on the list. I don't know who else you fancy, but they're the, uh, Fritz de Minor, Chilich is probably too short now, but that, that's those are the ones I'm looking at. Well, my por- my uh, my portfolio is Fritz, very heavily on Fritz. I backed him at 66 to 1. We bet him at 66 to 1. We spoke about two weeks. He come back and he, he seemed to be a bit injured and he didn't seem to... Much he was, yeah. Yeah I, yeah, I bet him this morning at 125. So I bet him at 150 yesterday. De Minor was 250 to 1 two days ago I, I took a bit of that so I'm, I've got a, kind of the same kind of portfolio as you but when you look mm. at the quarter winner the quarter four Nadal is plus 150 with Bet Rivers Auger Aliassime yeah. is plus 350 and Fritz is 11 uh, Chilich is 550 if Chilich played Fritz I don't think there's much in it really if Fritz nah. gets a bit going that the serve gets going so that Fritz at 11 to win that quarter four does look appealing to me yeah it's a viable bet I'm just sort of looking at the quarter now. Um, he's got he's he's not going to lose. He's got Massetti in the first round. You do well to lose that. And the, the, the other seed in this section is Holger Rune, who has barely played on grass. He played he played a couple of tournaments. I think he, he lost um, lost to Peniston, I think, didn't he last week? Mm. Um, lost to Karenia Buster, if, if I remember rightly, in um, in Haller as well. But either way, he's not he's not anywhere remotely attuned to grass. So I'm, I'm not. I'm looking at his quarter here, Fritz. I'm not seeing anything. Well, his his mini section, shall I say? I'm not seeing anything. It's too too difficult. That the obvious stumbling block would be would be uh, Felix, but you know Fritz has beaten him before. I'm not I'm not worried about Felix really. I mean, twelve to one or whatever he is, that's, that's to win the tournament. Well, how, the, the argument really is: How would you bet Felix against Fritz? And you'd probably be Felix a favourite of about. Four to seven, eight, yeah, one yeah, to two. I was going to say about four to six. Yeah, that, that. yeah, four to six. So, so how can one be plus three fifty to win the section? Another one would be eleven to win the section. So that yes. shows you that the value is definitely on Fritz in that in that quarter, yeah. quarter four Fritz. So yeah. we've gone through the outsiders. We've gone through the players that we like. And I think I, you know, I, I've been betting all the stuff that you've been saying to me week in and week out on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, I, I've I've gone quite heavy on Hercas, and he will be my my tip to uh, to win Wimbledon this year just because I know we, I know he's got to play Djokovic I know he's probably going to get beat by Djokovic but I don't think Djokovic is certainly to get that part and I think if Herkas gets past that first round which is a tough match I think he'll get better and better as the tournament goes on and I think um, yeah. he he would be my pick and I love Herkas to win uh, that quarter too so we, we, we know the outsiders we know the people you like at big prices who, who would be your uh, selection this year to win the Wimbledon Championship well, I think the only man that can beat that can beat Djokovic is Nadal. I, I think it's as simple as that. I, I, I don't think anybody else in this draw can can beat Djokovic. If we're saying that Djokovic is going to get through, you know, you're not com- completely convinced that he is. Um, I think he probably will. I, I, if I think in, he will, Sean. I think he will. But I just think that minus one twenty five is too low. Oh yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I, back I just, I just, I just feel that yeah, he can win. He can win. But I think there's a price and a price. And I think if we if we looked at Djokovic. 12 months ago, when I actually bet him, I, I, I bet Djokovic and Berry team in my two bets last year, and I've got them yeah. both in the in the final. Probably the last time I had two winners in, in tennis. Uh, and yeah. um, and Djokovic, Djokovic was plus 125, five to four, plus 125. 
Now, with all the COVID issues and, and the lack of uh, form, that the injury concern, minus 125. I know he is the man to beat, and he probably mm. will get there. But I just don't see that being any value at all. No, it's not. It's not value. I'm just saying, if you get, if he if he's in the final, which which everyone's assuming that he is, for, to my mind, there's only one guy that can beat him, and that's Nadal. Mm. I, I can't see anyone else beating him. So I think the bet has to be Nadal. What is he? Eight to one. I, yeah. I think that you know you're obviously taking that risk that he's the same that we're having the same conversation that we had before the French Open about his foot. You know, is he you know is he is he going to be okay and is he not going to be okay? We have to assume that he is. I mean, for, for him, he could he could. We're talking about him now doing what we were talking about Djokovic doing last year. Mm. You know, the calendar slam. Okay, Djokovic had the Olympics as well, which 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 didn't really help his his energy levels. I think that that probably threw him out. Obviously, Nadal doesn't have that. This is this is probably Nadal's last chance of ever doing this calendar slam. I don't think he's again ever going to get another chance, particularly the way that foot is. So I think that's got to be a massive motivation for him. He, he, he must be fit. A lot, there'd, be, there'd be nobody would no would be, nobody would blame him for not playing this Wimbledon, would they? After the after he finished the French Open on crutches, you know, no one's going to say, "Oh God, Nadal's you know can't be bothered in the grasses." No one's going to say that. He's he's here, you know, and, he, and he's here to win, and he, he's. He's the, the obvious one to me that can beat Djokovic. I don't. Do you know what? Do you know what sounds crazy? And it sounds absolutely insane to say this, but you know, it, it just shows you probably how weak the men's draw is at the moment. Djokovic and Nadal are such on a high level to compare to us that you, you, we're, we're making a case for a man who ended a tournament with a tournament on crutches <laughs> to win. win with it, you know? It, 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 I, I know it, but it just it just sounds insane that we're actually saying that. Oh, we bet that man so win who, who come off the court yeah. on crutches in a month later, and, and, and his age as well, which is incredible, really. You just can't write this guy off, though, can you? I mean, he won the Australian no. Open having not, having not played, having barely played for about eight months, uh, whatever. And he was talking about retiring and this, that, and the other. Oh, I've won the Australian now. Oh, I'll just I'll see if I can win the French. Oh, I've won that. <laughs> well. <laughs> I, I know, I, I know. Somebody will be betting him as well, and that'll be a certain Mr. James Blake, who was you usually joins. He he bats Nadal. He's he's the Nadal's number one fan on the LA, and he would be Why not? Why he would not? be all over it. Yeah, I and mean, then he's been he's been proven right. So um, yeah, Nadal is Sean's opposition, and really, it's a you know, it's it's probably a a play that you look at it and think to yourself, there's major doubts over Manor, uh, over um, Berrettini, there's major doubts over Hercas, and these two guys have just been so dominant on tennis and you can get a very very good price in, in, in a section opposite to the tournament favorite who is a very short price tournament favorite so that is the men's draw um sean is going to go for nadal i'm going to go for her um just 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 at that section of draw i think we might be in a position that we can hedge hopefully we can get i don't mean disrespectful sure but hopefully we can get nadal beat and hopefully we can get Djokovic beat that gives us a, well, a great opportunity to hedge our position we've got the big price ones in there as well haven't we just for a bit of cover yeah they're both in that half both each way bets um so yeah if, you know if nadal, if nadal loses and fritz gets to the final I'll, you know I'll, I'll be perfectly happy with that of course and we like fritz and dimonor to win their quarters as well that we should very nice prices as well with bet rivers on the prop special uh i know it's not your kind of thing but we're gonna have very quickly look at the the women's section and and, and, I, and it's probably more over to me than, than yourself mm, yes and uh <laughs> spiontech is the the favorite of plus 155 with bet rivers and if you look at the record she has on grass She's beatable. Uh, I look at this tournament and I think, you know, she's 35 and 0 coming into this event, won six tournaments. The last six tournaments she's played, she's won. She's the number one. She's clearly the best women's player in the world, but she's now playing on grass. 
and that mm. is a big question mark. And and the answer to a lot of people: Do you look at the former, or do you think that one fifty five is a bet, or do you think yourself she's beatable? I personally think she's beatable. Beatable here. What, what's her record on grass then? Uh, she's only ever won. Uh, she got to the last sixteen at Wimbledon, and she got beat in the first round. She, and, and she got beat uh, last year in the last sixteen. It was the best she did, and she got beat in uh, the first round two years prior to that. So her record is is is, is not good. She's been publicly stated that she doesn't like playing on grass. She's it's something that it's a surface that she doesn't feel comfortable on. But I think she's so informed, she's so confident, and she's going to have that aura about her, isn't she? When she gets onto the court, a lot of people are going to be beaten before they even going to the court you know like a, a boxer in his prime but i do i think 155 i think we can get a beat i, I really do and i want uh, your advice there if you, i want you want i want i want you to tell me who's gonna win the women's and i'll well i think i think jabber at nine i i better to win the um to win the french open she was beaten in the first round she was very very disappointing but uh she just won a, a grass court tournament she beat schwantek last year at wimbledon in the in the uh in the last 16, she got beaten in the quarterfinals by Zabalenka. I, I think in that bottom half of the draw, very much like the men's half, the top half um, is very loaded. The bottom half is weak. So the, the top half and, and the second quarter is just insane. As you know, there's so many good players in that second quarter that could come through. So I think you've got to look in the bottom half. I think Jabur at nine to one is a nice each way bet. I think she's very suit. Her game's very aggressive. It's suited by uh, grass court. I think conditions will suit her. I've also got tickets on Goff, uh, Corey Goff at big prices, but she hasn't been yeah. handed a very nice draw. Kvitova is always somebody I like, really, really like on grass. She's got a serve going, that big left hand serve. But I think at twelve to one in the section she's been given is is very, very hard hard to bet. And I tell you what, I think Serena Williams at twenty five to one is a price that you could you could trade. I think if you took 25 to 1 Serena Williams and she start, started going and getting confidence behind her, I think well, she, I, I don't class, see, I think she could very in a very, very weak draw with a vulnerable favourite. I think at 25 mm. to 1, you could be in a really, really good position if she gets into the second week. And I think she will get in the second week. I know, and I know a guy who I spoke to today, a very, very good tennis guy I know who follows uh, a lot of the players and, and he, he made his career betting. And he's been he's been watching uh, Serena Williams in the build up, and he says that she's looking really good. I know that she always does well in the first week when she beats the players you expect to beat. When she gets in the second week, she she has a problem with her, with her fitness. But at twenty five to one for somebody who you know is who's won the amount of Wimbledon title she has in the Grand Slam, she has. You talk about you're talking about Nadal. You know you're you're talking about Nadal at uh, at eight to one or seven to one uh, his age and his ability, or mm-hmm. Serena Williams at twenty five to one could definitely definitely go deep, and I think she's a p- really good trade. I don't think she'll win it, but I think she can be a semi finalist, and I think she could come through, and I think you you could be in a good position. But for me, Jabir at nine to one each way, she's the only one who's really pushing. She wants it. Yeah, she's on, she's on a different level, but on grass courts, she can she can really push her. And I think this is a good opportunity for her. And I think she's the one in the bottom half that will come through. Perhaps, I mean, three or four weeks ago, she was 28 to one. She's now nine to one. She's got a very good draw, but I think she's the girl, I think, each way. But Serena Williams, 25 to one. Don't rule it out. Okay, that's the women's section. So, Sean, you hope you made your notes. So, you bet Jabir and Serena Williams. No, um, mate. Noted. Good, good. Oh, I was hoping okay. for a thousand to one shot, really, like the Flipkins or something. Well, I, 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 I like uh, Towson as well. I've always liked this girl called 
Clara's house and the Danish girl. I think she's fantastic. I think she's a really good player. Going to be a top five player, but I don't really like her. On she's two hundred and fifty to one, but her, her, her record like on grass. Her record on grass is pretty poor. But I think she was the one that was always going to come through uh, for me from the juniors, like Radicano. I thought she was the one who was going to be exceptional, but uh, I couldn't. I couldn't, couldn't really trust her on grass. That's my only concern. So that's the outrights. Let's look at the. You know, I, I, I messaged you today and spoke about the. Uh, the, the the first round matchups and I think there's a, a, yeah. a fantastic amount of value on this first round I really do I think there's some really really good bets I know you sent me a list of uh, players you like and let's just run through some of the uh, the best bets you like on the first round matchups and uh, where we should be placing our bets yeah I mean the, the, the first one that we we both kind of agreed on when straight away it sort of leapt out of the page to me anyway is 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 uh, Jan Leonard Struff against we touched on it earlier against um against Alcaraz I mean Struff he, he's had a bit of an injury sort of plagued season I think he had a broken toe um in Miami so he, he didn't really play at all in the clay season and he's, he's just come back he's just edging his way back but he's played he's he played a couple two or three tournaments on the grass uh won a couple of matches so he should be getting that that feeling again back now the thing with Struff is he, he I looked at his record early because he always seems to me like a guy that does well against big names but can't finish it off and he's actually the last eight times he's played against top 10 players uh, top 10 players he's won the first set five times out of the eight matches he's played you know this is against Medvedev and all these guys he just hasn't been able to finish it off um because there's always been that question mark about his 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 bottle frankly when it comes to, to serving out sets and matches um but yeah for him to win the first set you know, 3.5 against Alcaraz, a guy who, as far as I know, hasn't done anything. I'm sure he must have done some sort of grass court training in the last couple of weeks, you would think. I'm not entirely sure where, but I presume he must have done some. But he's obviously not played any matches, not played at all since the French. It just looks vulnerable to me. There's several guys who I think are quite vulnerable. It's just a question of how to bet them. Struff, you can easily back him to win either one set or two sets or but I like the first set because he does tend to come out strong and start really well and um, for me that's 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 certainly worth a chance against Alcaraz yeah that's plus 225 with Bet Rivers Shruff to win the first set obviously if he wins the first set you might look want to look at the handicap and you can bet Shruff plus five and a half games on the handicap I quite like that as well uh, and Shruff to actually win the game is plus 340 obviously again if he takes the first set you want to look at the total games uh, over 36 and a half is the line at minus 114. So I agree with you. I think Alcaraz is vulnerable here. Um, I don't think Strift has got it in him to win this game, but this looks to me like a 3 2 win for Alcaraz. It looks like a long game. Uh, and he's going to. Yeah. We just don't know, do we? I haven't heard anything from him. No, no. I, you know, I, I think he's going to be disappointed, Alcaraz, after the French Open. He went in the tournament favour, expected to do well, didn't really deliver the, the goods that we expected and you know it could be on a little bit downwards and I think it could be a good time to face him and Struff is yeah. a dangerous opponent on, on grass plus 340 yeah. Alcrest is a very very short play but minus 455 but Alcrest uh, Struff comes in it on three uh, successive defeats and a bit of injury concern but I do feel that uh, Sean's idea there of going with uh, Struff to win the first set at plus 225 is a very very nice play what else has caught your fancy Sean? Loads I mean um <laughs> I back last year, this time last year, I backed Francis TFO plus two and a half sets to beat Sitsipas. And of course, he wins it in straight sets, TFO. You know, 
something like 6-3, 6-4, 6-3, something like that, beats it to pass. Now, I mean, he's a big-time player. We've, James Blake's mentioned it before, big-time guy for TFA. You stick him on a show court against one of the top five guys, and he's on it. He's now on court seven or uh, seven. I think he's on court 17 at 10 o'clock in the morning against um, Andrea Vavasori. Um, I, I could I could see this being a problem for TFO. He, he, he played, he had a, he lost it again against Bublik last week. He was in a position to win and barely won another point uh, last week against, against Bublik. He's a guy that on an outside court in the drizzle and I, I could see him being a problem. Vavasori's got a good game for grass. He, he held 89% of the time in qualities. Likes a bit of serve and volley and big serve, big forehand. He did well in Stockholm at the end of um, end of last year on, on quick indoor hard. I don't expect him to win the match, but the total games line, 33.5 games. Now, Francis Tierfo has played 23 completed round one matches in his Grand Slam career. Out of, out of those 23 matches, he's won three in fewer than 33 and a half games. One of them was against Sitsipas when he beat him in straight sets. So Tierfo is a guy that tends to play four four, five set matches a lot because he's, he's so inconsistent with that forehand. It, it, it's either on or it's off. Then it's on, it's off again. So if he, I think over 33 and a half games there is is a bet. I think Tierfo, if he comes off that court in the drizzle, having won that in about 30 games, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be impressed. So that's, that's another one. The other well, one. Bet, with, Rivers, uh, bet Rivers is just, Bet Rivers actually over 34 and a half games here. Minus 115. Okay. On the CFO, still a bit, um, 34 and a half? Yeah. We'll take, yeah. Okay, we'll, we'll take the 34 and a half. Yeah, I mean, Vavasori is going to hold quite often, you would think, on that that lush new grass. He's held 89% of the time in quality. Tifo is not a fabulous returner, so I think I think that's definitely one. Um, I'm not at all convinced about Casper Rude either. I know he's playing Albert Ramos, who's, you know, this is a clay court match on being played on grass, isn't it? But Rude's just, he just doesn't look interested in, in playing on grass at all. Like a lot of these clay quarters over the years, you know, we've seen him come to Wimbledon just kind of, because they have to almost, you know, for the first round check and just, oh, can I get back to the clay now? That, that's the, the, the impression I get with Rude. He, he, he lost um, a couple of days ago in the Hurlingham Club. Zizou Bergs beat him 6-4, 6-4. He lost to Peniston at Queen's Club in the first round. Fell over. He's, you could see him looking at the surface thinking, what, what am I doing here? Just you know, slipping all over the place. Don't there, is a, there, there is a with Casper Rudy, he, he might be a sort of a player that has actually done what he expected to do for the season, sort of earned his money on, on the clay court campaign, got to the final of the French Open, and think that's me done for the year, kind of thing. Well, I definitely think he feels like he's gonna have, he's having a few weeks off here. He, he might well mm. come back and play something like Borstad or, or Hamburg or something like that after the after Wimbledon. I wouldn't be surprised if he did that. Um, but I, I can just see him just. Not fancying this at all. Um, Ramos, obviously, the obvious problem is Ramos isn't particularly great on grass, but he can play on quick services. He beat Federer in Shanghai once, Ramos. He doesn't get much quicker than Shanghai. Um, I just think he'll be, he might want it a bit more than Rude. Like you said, I just think he's he's on a break a bit, Rude. You know, he's played a long, long... He obviously got to the Miami final, didn't he? Then, then he went straight from there to the clay, long clay court season. Clearly doesn't relish playing on the grass. So he's, I think he's definitely brought up. Certainly wouldn't back him at, what is he, 1.14 or something against Ramos? Oh, yeah. I mean, it, yes. It might have, it, minus 560, uh, Casper uh Ramos, Vinolis is plus four. The spread is five and a half on the game's handicap, and the total games is 35 and a half. I think I could have Ramos maybe plus one and a half sets there. I think that will probably be odds against. 
just for Ramos to win two sets. I wouldn't be surprised if he won. I mean, I might have a small bet on Ramos just to win it. Ramos plus one and a half sets. He's bigger than two to one. Yeah, that's definitely a bet for me. I just think it's worth the risk on the basis that I just don't think Rude's into it. Just doesn't look bothered at all. Um, plenty of others um, that we've got here. I say the, the Davidovich one that we talked about, I think over games in that one is is, is a reasonable bet as well. I, I, if Urkats, again, if, if Urkash comes off that court 3-0, Against Davidovich, he'll be absolutely delighted. Um, you know, maybe a set betting, maybe three-one to Herkash is probably just just one other thing. Sure, just look. I'm just yeah. looking at the head to head head here, but the game we were talking about previously, uh, Ramos, Venolas, Kasparov. Oh, he's one four. He's four-one. He's four-one up yeah. on the head to head. So that's. Yeah. I mean, there were a few years ago on the clay. They were, but but yeah, he's but he's not going to be afraid of him, is he? He's not going to be no. looking at Rude, Rude, thinking, "Oh God, I'm never going to beat this guy." You know, if Ramos is into it, which he should be. Um, I think it's every chance there. But yeah, um, plenty of others. As I say, I think, I think as I said, alluded to several times, I think Davidovich will, will do something against her cash. Um, I watched Shapovalov. I was courtside against uh, uh, in Mar- in um, Mallorca a few days ago watching Shapo against Bonzi. And he's, there's something's some not right with Shapovalov at the minute. I don't know whether it's something off court. He seems to be getting really angry over little things constantly. He hasn't won a match since since that one where he where Nadal limped off the court in Rome. He's not won since then. Um, just doesn't look doesn't look right at all. Looks really aggravated, angry the whole time. And he, he against Bonzi, he, he was two one in the second set. He had what he thought was a bad line call, had a complete rant, and then didn't win another game. He's, he, I couldn't back him at one point three against someone like Rinderkanesh, who's got big serve, big forehand. You know, if, Sh- if Chapeau's winning that, he's winning it either a long three-one or, or or sort of five sets. I, I can't see him winning that easily at all. Over games is possible. Um, maybe Rinder Kinesh to win again um, plus one and a half sets. That that sort of bet would be something that interests me there. Um, I keep it priced on the Shapovalov is minus yeah. three hundred five. Rinderneck is plus two thirty. The total games is thirty nine and a half. With over minus one thirteen, if you want to bet uh, Rindinik, uh plus one and a half sets, you can get plus one twenty five. Yeah, I'd probably take that. I thought I, if Chapeau's winning it, he's winning it probably in four, a very long four or five, I think, in that one. Um, Sinner, I'm not convinced about at all. Yannick Sinner hasn't won a match on on uh, grass at all in his career. Playing Vavrinka, uh, obviously Vavrinka would would not is not is not ideal surface for him grass, but. He's, he's done well, I mean, he's, he's still, Vrink has held 87% of the time in his career on grass. So he's no mug. He doesn't break enough. That's his problem. He's only broken 15% of the time on grass in his career, Vrink. But, you know, he, he'll be up for this. Mm. Sin has only held 70% of the time on grass. He's only played four matches, lost them all. But he, you're telling me he's only held surf 70% of the time on grass. And he's, he's one to three to beat someone like Vrink, who, all right, he's obviously had injury problems and stuff, but. He's, he's still fit. He played well at Queens, and he's. Um, uh, I think it's TFO he beat there, wasn't it? In a, a really long match, uh, it's too tired in the next match. But yeah, I, I, I couldn't possibly. I, I just probably have a little bit again. Vavrinka plus one and a half sets. I, I could see that being a really long battle. If I, like winning, your, I like your angle here in this game on the mm. the same same sort of argument for the Struff match. Yeah, Vavrinka to win the first set 
Rinka was yeah. plus one seventy five to win the first set because you know he's going to come out strong. You know he's going to get that backhand working. You know he's going to be very aggressive. And as the game goes on, he might tire and his fitness may come if it gets into a tight game. But you know that in the first set plus one seventy five. I really like that play. Yeah, Sinner just again very similar to to Rudy. Just doesn't look like he fancies it. Doesn't seem to be able to move on it the way that he obviously feels that he should. Some players just don't get it, do they? Some players just do not get grass, or if they do, it's later in their career when they've they've had many, many years on it. Sinner just seems to be sort of dipping his toe into the grass season, thinking, I suppose I better play warmth and then I'll play Wimbledon. Yeah, not for me. I couldn't possibly back Sinner at 1.3 to win that. Not a chance. Um, Zizou Berg, as we talked about earlier, beat, beat Kasper Rude. Um, in Hurlingham Club a couple of days ago. He's playing Jack Draper. And Draper, for me, is now he's too short now. 1.3 to win that. Now that everyone's seen a bit of Jack Draper, he's, he's, he's suddenly becoming a bit short. Um, you know, Berg's won Ilkley on grass as a qualifier um, a week or so ago. It was so one of those things, wasn't it, Sean? Back in the day, if you went back sort of 10, 15, maybe 10 years ago, the Brits yeah. were always, always valued. They, they, you know, they, nobody ever looked at them. You'd get a Brit, it would be like, two to one or something like that and should have really been even money or something. But yeah. now it's gone full circle. The yeah, Brits, I look, I, I've looked at all the Brits this, in, in the first round that every single one of them I want to oppose in, because they're too short. They, yeah. well, people are talking about these players because they've, they've seen them in the recent weeks and yeah, they've just got ridiculously yeah. low, low odds. Yeah, one to three. I mean, Bergs is decent. He's a very good player. He hasn't. This is the first time he's, he's kind of clicked on grass. He said... I think after he won Ilkley, he said, I, I didn't really like it the first time I played on it. But if you persevere, like he's done, he's won Ilkley as a qualifier. You know, uh, Draper's like decent, but he's not He's not one to three to win that match, I don't think. Um, so maybe some value on Berg's on the handicap there on that one. But yeah, I mean, there's, there's loads. I mean, obviously, if, if Cressy's fit, which I'm not so sure that he is after that Eastbourne run, he, he had a couple of minutes, medical timeout today, medical timeout yesterday. If if he's fit, then that's going to be a difficult match for Felix, who who never never always seems to struggle in the first round of a major. Felix doesn't he? he never seems to. I think he went five again at the French Open, didn't he? Mm. Uh, Varillas, yeah, went five against Varillas, didn't he? He he, t- he tends to go long all the time, Felix, and and Cressy obviously is going to be difficult to break. So I mean, I don't know what the other games line is on that. I bet, is it quite high? Probably. Well, is. I I I penciled that one down when I saw the draw, and I thought the game. But I haven't looked at a line. But I'm guessing it's about forty-one and a half, forty-two and a half. But I thought I haven't I haven't looked. I'm going to oh, as you as you speak, I'll find the line. But um, I, I always when I see total games lines pitched at 41, 42 and a half, I just swer- I swerve them. I swerve yeah. them completely. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to find what the much. line is. Well, Felix has won um, 41 and a half over yeah. minus 112. Probably best betting on something like a set one tie break. That's I mean, that was exactly that was exactly my, the best bet my, my, uh, you know, you, you you win or lose pretty quickly on that, don't you? You don't have to wait for like four and a half sets, and it's it ends up being 40 games, and you want 41. I thought that'd be painful, but um, yeah, Felix, so the, he's played 12 round one matches in his career at Grand Slams, and he's won two of them in straight sets. So, this is a guy that does not get into tournaments pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, definite, obviously, a problem, an option there for, for Cressy. 
So there's a huge amount of first round matches, and I'm sure that uh, as the tournament goes on, we will we'll be you'll be tweeting them and, and giving your 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 columns that you do uh, so regularly, mm. and uh, we'll, we'll we'll address everyone there. But Sean, if I was asking you now for your best pick in the first round men's singles, where would you be heading me? Um, I think it's got with us, Jeff. Bet I think I think I'm I'm keen on that. I think he's gonna he's gonna cause major major problems for Alcaraz. I do like those odds on the first set. I, I, you know, given how Struff has performed so well against top top players, um, I think the odds on that. I think that's the value for me. That one. Yeah, bigger than two to one. Struff to win the first set against uh, Alcaraz, a player who's only ever won one game on grass in his whole mm. career. I've got one bet that I like, and it's a standout price actually with Bet Rivers. It's a little bit low odds that you usually bet, Sean, but uh, it's minus mm. one forty-two. I like Diego yeah. Montero to be. Uh, Zhao Munia. Um, Zhao Munia has played nine games in his whole career on grass, never won one game. Montero hasn't got a great grass court record. I think he's seven and seven in his career, but this year he's three and one. He beat uh, Hugo. Yeah, yeah Hubert. Uh, in, in, in his last tournament, he got beat by Fritz, which is he's, he's gone on to win the tournament. And it's a standout price, minus 142 with Bet Rivers. I know it's not um, it's going to make you rich, but I also like him minus one and a half because I think uh, Munier is one player that's uh, you, nine matches. You look at some of the caliber of the opponents he's played, they've been absolutely dreadful, and he hasn't come close to winning a match. So uh, nine games on grass, nine defeats. Uh, Montero to beat uh, Munier is my pick best pick but sean has got all the best picks sean if anyone wants to follow you during these championships and give you a follow on twitter where can they find you at sean calvert one yeah at sean calvert one on twitter and i you can follow me at uh Seely underscore nigel on twitter and obviously please follow us on the bet rivers network uh it's been a great pleasure or oh, just under an hour chatting tennis i've absolutely loved every minute of it sean it's been really really good it's nice to talk about the tennis nice to talk about the the big tournament for us um we're going to be back as well next week and hopefully we'll come on a couple of times as well during the tournament give you some updates as well on our best places the recap of the picks uh sean is going for the men's singles champion he's going for rafael nadal uh seven to one was it sean seven or eight to one uh, it's eight to one, I think. Yeah, yeah, eight to one. Big price about a man bidding for a for a grand slam, calendar grand slam. I'm going to go for Hercas. Um, Bet Rivers are very cautious at elevens, but I give think given the draw he's been given, the second section to me looks really, really weak. I think he'll come through that. I love him to win that section. It's uh, two to one, but uh, Bet Rivers again, uh, very, very cautious on their plus one forty. I love that play. In the women's section, we're going to go for Jabir each way, but don't rule out Serena Williams at 25 to 1. That price could look too big uh, this time next week, and hopefully you'll be in a trading position. And the best plays on the first round, I'm going to go for Montero to beat Munwa at a standout minus 142 with Bet Rivers. I think that's the best pick of the first round. And Sean always goes for the bigger price. He doesn't, he, he's mm. not, he doesn't come on this show to, uh, to give us minus money. He wants the big no. money. He wants to go for plus money. And he's going for Struff at uh, plus 215 to get the first set against Alcaraz, a player that we both agree is vulnerable on the grass this week. That has been the Game Bets and Match Tennis Podcast, the Wimbledon Special. Uh, good luck with all your bets. Sean, have a fantastic tournament. Let's sack it, chat up again uh, during the tournament. Good luck. Uh, and uh, we'll be back again uh, this time next week. Take care. Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network. 